Hello and welcome back to Why Morocco, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to spotlighting some of the inspiring and creative personalities who share my love of the North African Kingdom of Morocco. My name's Mandy Sinclair, PR consultant and freelance writer, tasting Marrakesh food and cultural tours owner, and host of this podcast. As you sit back and listen, it's my hope that you'll leave feeling inspired to pay a visit or motivated to start planning that trip to the Kingdom of Morocco. As we're gearing up for Ramadan in a few days, I sat down with Asim, one of my valued tasting Marrakesh guides, to chat about traveling through Morocco during the holy month. Many people tell me that they put off their trip if it coincides with Ramadan, or that they simply canceled it because they heard it wasn't a good time to visit. Well, I have to say, there simply is not a more special time to visit the kingdom than during the holy month of Ramadan. Sure, your schedule may be interrupted slightly in certain areas, but in a city like Marrakesh, it's the perfect opportunity to gain an unique insight into an already welcoming and hospitable culture. Two years ago, I started fasting. I also switched up our evening tasting Marrakesh tours to provide guests with an opportunity to break fast in the square and enjoy the special Ramadan night's ambiance. We not only shared Futura together, but answered questions about the religion and culture in general. You see, I think through experiential travel, we have an opportunity to break down cultural barriers. So let's listen in as Asim and I chat traveling in Morocco and what to expect during the month of Ramadan if you are visiting the country. I want to do a podcast about why people should come to Morocco while Ramadan's happening because I feel like it's still a very interesting time to visit and it really provides an insight into the culture that you otherwise would miss. You would miss it, exactly. So so let's talk about Ramadan. I'm so excited that it's kicking off soon and it's going to slow down ever so slightly, I think. What do you think? Well, it's uh, we're so excited about Ramadan, us as locals, I mean, as Moroccans. Uh, you can, we, I mean, I go to, to the house, I see my, my mom preparing treats, uh, everyone is getting ready, the souks are changing, we see producers or stuff that would usually not be there throughout the year uh, appearing now in the weeks before Ramadan. So get ready, Mandy, for Ramadan. Okay, so um, your mom is, in your opinion, the best cook on earth. So what's she preparing for Ramadan? So for Ramadan, usually what we will get on the table or what she would prepare for us is uh, basically savory treats every day, different types of savory treats. The main stuff that we will see every day on the table as well is what we call slilu. This basically a, a flour wheat flour based cake with some grounded nuts and uh, sesame seeds and some anise and it's the best stuff you could taste with a, with a cup of tea maybe or with a coffee but it has to be like the best quality <laughs> some people find it like sand I mean the texture is just like sand but <laughs> but not if it's well made exactly if it's well made it's the best stuff you could have for if with either coffee or tea yeah Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about like um, what is Ramadan because it's one of the five pillars of Islam. So can you just tell me a little bit more about what the holy month means? 
So just like you said, Mandy, Ramadan or doing fasting during Ramadan is one of the five pillars of Islam. And it's basically all about look, looking into yourself and looking onto yourself. It's all about uh, fasting. That means not eating, not drinking from sunrise till sunset and going on and about your daily life, your usual life with that uh, break of food and, uh, and water. And this will give people the chance to meditate and think about the needy ones who have to do this every day to go with, I mean, to go with their daily life without drinking or eating. And, uh, the other side of, of, of Ramadan is, is, is also, just like I said, about meditating, about getting closer to God, about looking onto yourself. Have I been good this year? Mm-hmm. Have I been a naughty <laughs> guy this year? So it's just like Santa <laughs> in your culture. It's like the, 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 the Muslim, Santa, Muslim version of, of, of Santa judgment. Okay, so can you reveal if you've been naughty or nice? Well, I will let you... Tell <laughs> you'll know I, that after Ramadan. Yes, after Ramadan. Yes. <laughs> People are often told to avoid traveling, um, and even advised by travel agents to st- to not travel to Morocco during Ramadan, which I actually think is quite sad. Um, is it such a special time to be here, and it provides an insight into the culture? that guests just wouldn't have at any time of the year. So for example, like we do our Ramadan nights food tours and it gives people the opportunity to sit in the square, see the lead up to the breaking of the fast, participate in breaking the fast in the square. I think the ambiance during the Ketub, like at the Ketubia mosque is just so incredibly special and unique, regardless of what religious, you know, sect one might belong to. Um, But also, I think Morocco is a moderately religious country and one that's open to visitors. And when I've traveled during Ramadan, I've traveled, you know, in Fez and where else? Essaouira. People are always like really inviting. And they, even if you're not fasting, they'll be like, oh, come and break the fast with us and, you know, have some soup. There just always seems to be like this real aspect of generosity and hospitality. So as a local uh, tour guide, what's your take on this advice? Try to come to Morocco during Ramadan because it's a special time during the year. The, the, just like you said, the atmosphere is, is, is magical uh, and uh, people are more inviting than the usual because breaking the fast is a ritual that we go through every day. So every day after a hard day, a hard day of fasting, we come all together around one table to breakfast. That's uh, that's a special ritual that yeah, that uh, we get to do during the Ramadan night tours. That's actually a very good way to to introduce people to Ramadan and to to the Muslim culture and Moroccan culture in general. And um, what else can we say? I mean, I think um, what's also important is. Yes, there are some reduced hours during Ramadan. Um, some of the historical sites might close by, say, about four o'clock. I don't know exactly which ones, like what the opening hours are. But everything's still open. The restaurants the, the restaurants in the square uh, that are serving a tourist market are still open. Um, people still want to work because that's one of the elements of Ramadan is that we should still be going about our daily life. So for me, I don't really understand where this advisory comes from. 
but us on the field, we can we can say or we can tell that everything goes on normally if you're a tourist here in America or in Morocco in general. Restaurants are open, cafes are open, taxi drivers will still take your places, historical monuments, even though they would have reduced hours, will still be open and you will still enjoy Morocco the same way. And one thing I think that's really important is that um, because I do fast and so when I'm with people who aren't fasting and they feel like, oh, I shouldn't eat in front of you. But I mean, to me, that's like the least of my concerns is like if somebody eats in front of me while I'm fasting because it's about mind over matter. And if I'm in the Ramadan mindset, I don't actually care if somebody eats or drinks or has a coffee in front of me because I know that I will be re rewarded with that at the end of the day and I'll appreciate it even more. Yes, that's that's also very true. That's also very true. People think that maybe if they open a bottle of water in public in Ramadan, they will other people will get offended. Or, but that's not really the case. Uh, and also, what I would say is, Marrakesh is a very liberal community as a whole, and Morocco in general is a very good introduction to the Muslim world. I've heard that from many people that came to visit Morocco because they they hear that. Oh, you people, I mean, their friends will hear that they're going to a Muslim country with everything that they see on TV. They think maybe they should be careful. But as soon as they step into Morocco or in Marrakesh, they always say that this is the best introduction to a, Morocco, to a Muslim country in general. The communities are very liberal. Everyone is welcoming. Let's talk about the Futur table, because when you're not with me on a Ramadan night's food tour, you're at home with mom and she's preparing the best food in town. So what would she be preparing for you and your sister and your father each evening? So actually, Mandy, you did a great job with the, with the Ramadan night tours for tours because it is as close as you can get to a local for tour. So basically what we will have at home is uh, a plate of dates to break the fast. That's the first thing we do. And then we'll have a, a, a bowl of soup either like a barley porridge or a tomato-based soup, harira, or whatever we we can we can have. And then we'll have a sweet pastry on the side with that. It's called shepakia. Mm -hmm. It's a deep-fried pastry with that is dipped in honey and some sesame seeds. That's the best you can have with it. Do you ever have that? It's a snake. Oh, no. <laughs> What's that called? Mahansha. Mahansha. Uh, yes, Mahansha. The first time I did Ramadan, like the whole day, I was just craving to eat a Mahansha at the end <laughs> of the fast. <laughs> For people that don't know what Mahansha is, it's just uh, uh, a thin foil pastry that is stuffed with almond paste and dipped in honey. That's so what good. Mandy have been craving <laughs> when she did Ramadan. And then we moved to... Um, From that to a cup of tea or coffee mm -hmm. with the slilu, with some savory treats, some briwats, some uh, which are the square pancakes. And uh, But last year, I remember you brought some of your mom's bat boot that was stuffed with, it was onions, wasn't it? Yes. So uh, that's also something that you would find on the table, bat boot, like the small uh, baked loaves of bread that are stuffed with different stuff. You can either find onions and uh, maybe sweet peppers. Some will be filled with, with khlia, which is a cured jerky beef, uh, or maybe some seafood. It depends. Everyone 
got a taste, got a different taste, and everyone tries a different recipe. Okay, and what about tradition? So the Futur table, there's always the, the traditional food um, that is presented the, to break the fast. Um, the 27th night of Ramadan is the Lala Qadr. And that's when the Quran was revealed to the Prophet, is that correct? Exactly. So on that night, on the first Ramadan ever on the Muslim calendar, uh, the night of the 27th is where uh, Quran was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad. And this is a kind of a very special night for all the Muslims around the world. Uh, We keep the tradition uh, and we would have a very big plate of rafisa mm-hmm. with with chicken and that's that's the tradition and during the day it's the ch- that's when the children who haven't yet hit puberty um would fast for up to a half a day and then you give them like the little girls would have henna on their hands and they would be given like dried fruit and candy yes, right yes, exactly yeah. exactly so that's another way to introduce the little boys and girls to ramadan so for those who who cannot fast yet, who didn't hit puberty, they get to fast or they are invited to fast for half a day or as long as they can. And then at the end of the day, we celebrate all together with them. For the little girls, we get, I mean, they get henna over their hands and then we give them uh, treats or candy. And then we sit down at the end of the, of the day after the futur to eat the big bowl of uh, rafisa. And then, but then what about the evening meal? I find I don't eat very much, but do you after Futur? Because I will have a big, long Futur, so I don't eat as much in the evening, like a second dinner at like midnight. Do you? I don't as well. I don't as well because uh, I think that Ramadan is also a chance to detox mm-hmm. and uh, give your give your belly a break. <laughs> but some people have actually a late dinner during Ramadan. Uh, maybe a tagine or, or maybe a, a, a big a big plate of couscous during Friday because they have missed that during the day. So actually, people still still have dinner. But for me, talking about myself and also about you, I don't I don't really eat that much after the futur. For me, I think the hardest part of Ramadan is um, the lack of coffee. <laughs> What's the hardest bit for you? That's also for me the case. Uh, the first cup of coffee that I would have uh, after the futur feels so good oh, yeah. going down. Yeah. <laughs> and it, for me, it has to be like the best coffee. Experience. It's also a ritual, <laughs> sitting down for the coffee. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. that's when the, the cafes start to fill up, people start to come out mm-hmm. after. And it usually coincides with the last prayer of the day, doesn't it? When you would go for a coffee. Exactly. At the time after you finish your futur and get ready for a coffee, at the time it's uh, usually around the, the time of the last prayer. And uh, during the the Ramadan night tours, it's it's a very magical moment to see all those people dressing up, going to the Qutubia Mosque while we'll be sitting in a, in a cafe at the, the big main square, Jamelfna Square. And... Uh, we watch all of them going by, go by, and then we'll go and watch the prayer going on. That's, that's a very magical moment. Yeah. I think for me, one of my favorite memories of Ramadan, actually, it's an ongoing, is just sitting across from the Qutubia Mosque, even if we don't have a food tour or whatever, just there's a cafe nearby and listening to the prayer. Of course, I don't understand it because I don't 
speak classical Arabic. Yeah, you sure feel it. But I, yeah, I feel it. It's like the, the voice of the, um, the voice of the muezzin is just so magical and the ambiance and they close down Avenue Muhammad five and people are just, you know, there's a lot of people out praying. And to me, that's just one of the most amazing, um, places. But also I remember last year I was in Casablanca during Ramadan and I went to the Hassan the second mosque and for Friday prayers. And it was unreal because everybody was going to the, the mosque. It didn't matter like what social economic classes people came from. Yeah. Everybody was going they together. They on the same row. Exactly. Exactly. And they, they listen, they do the same prayer. Mm-hmm. But again, like back to the, the religion and the moderate, I feel it's a moderately religious country. I feel like the mosque is like, if you go, you go. If you don't, that's okay. Exactly. That's, that's, no one will, will, will twist your arm and take you to a mosque. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. happened to you, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So exactly. So religion here is, 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 is something that you keep for yourself. Mm-hmm. You go to a mosque. You do your thing. You don't, no one will twist your arm, just like I said, and mm-hmm. take you to a mosque. Exactly. Um, but I also want to talk about charity because that's an also that's also an important element of the religion. And you're a member of the Moroccan Youth Initiative that has charity as one of its key activities. So I'm just wondering, do you have any charitable activities or campaigns planned for the month? Oh, yes, we did. We do, and... Uh, we we're working we're working on uh, giving the, uh, about 200 needy families food parcels that will last them for the whole month of Ramadan. And another thing is we will distribute uh, about two to three times a week futur on the streets of Marrakesh. So that's what we call the mobile futur. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. Yes. And how can people get involved? So basically for the people that want to get involved is they can uh, reach us on our Facebook page, Moroccan Youth Initiative, and they can send us a message. We will explain how it works and where we can meet and how we prepare the food tours before uh, distributing them on, on the streets. And then we go on, uh, on a convoy with all the cars and we distribute in different points of Marrakesh with this distribute uh, the food tours. Okay, but out of interest, are there a lot of people who are in need of a food tour? Like, is there a big demand? How many would you be delivering per day? So we do about 100 to 150. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we feel that uh, we meet people that need more and we are out of uh, food tour parcels. Mm-hmm. So it depends. On our route, we meet a lot of needy people, especially people who are who are homeless or people who who don't have a place where they can uh, go for futur in Marrakesh? Maybe they live outside of the, of the city. So we are there for those guys. And how is it funded? Do you need donations? So basically, what how we fund it is we rely on uh, on either our our money as members or donations from people that reach us through our our media source. How much is it for um, a meal? So a meal will cost about will cost less than 50 dirhams and mm-hmm. it's 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 everything that a person would need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, water, carbs, uh, a source of protein, everything including in that in that little box and we distribute it and it's 
it costs less than five American dollars, mm-hmm. 50 dirhams. Well, do you think this year there's going to be a greater need? I think uh, we've seen uh, Marrakesh getting busier as a city, so I, we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming by. Well, thank you, Mandy, for giving me the chance to speak up on your podcast and uh, see you soon. If you're planning to be in Marrakesh during Ramadan and you want to experience our Ramadan nights food and cultural tour, we would love to meet you. Our website is tasting-marrakesh.com for more details. That's Marrakesh with a C-H. All of our tours are private and bespoke, so we take you only to the places that interest you. But for now, it's time to say see you in two weeks. And it's also time to prepare for the start of Ramadan. I have to tell you that after a very busy few months, I'm so excited about slowing down. In fact, last year, someone said to me that Ramadan is a gift from God. I truly believe it is a gift to be able to take time to reflect and refocus, which is exactly what I'll be doing. But I'll also be working as well, just a reduced working day. So if you want to discuss a collaboration or partnership, please feel free to get in touch via my website, mandyandmorocco.com. And if you're a fan of Why Morocco, I would be so grateful if you would rate and review this podcast on your favorite channel or spread the love by sharing on your social media networks. Until next time, and Ramadan Mubarak for those observing. <laughs>